Hi folks, my name is Pete Russos and I want to welcome you to the very first episode, the inaugural episode of the Journal of Uproarious Growth podcast. I am a marriage and family therapist based in San Diego. I work primarily with couples and families, but also with adults in individual therapy. And I'm also the uh, author of the recently published book, The Journal of Uproarious Growth, Volume 1. My plan for this podcast is that it's going to be structured very much in the way that my book is structured, which is a bringing together of serious content, personal stuff that I talk about, in addition to psychoeducational and clinical content that I include, as well as what I, I'm hoping the listener will experience as some really funny stuff. I want it to be useful information, and I want it to be an enjoyable listen. So that's what I'm hoping to do and provide with this podcast. I want to start by talking about some serious stuff. I want to talk about grief. And I think that this is a really important topic to be addressed, particularly at this time in our history, when literally the entire world is dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and all that is associated with that. I think when people hear the word grief, they initially and immediately think of death, and appropriately so. But grief is fundamentally about loss. It's the process, the emotional uh, process, the psychological process that we go through in order to resolve the experience of loss. And loss is something that we go through all the time in life. There are little losses and there are major losses. The, the loss of loved ones, of course, being the most major loss that we can experience. Not being able to go to your gym, not being able to go to your favorite restaurant, not being able to physically see your grandchildren. All of these things are losses. Now, they pale in comparison to people who are experiencing the loss of a job or economic security, or even worse, the loss of health or the loss of a loved one, of course. But these are losses nonetheless, and if they're not processed effectively, they can have a negative impact on our health and well-being, or a greater impact on our health and well-being. So it's important to think of and to accept that these kinds of losses also require effective grieving. It's important to maintain a sense of perspective. It's important to have a sense of of priority, but I think that it's also important to not deny uh, feelings and thoughts that we have about all of the things that have changed for us. There isn't one right way to grieve, but there, there is a wrong way, and that is to deny the feelings that go with it, to not deny the experience or to deny the emotion. And one of the suggestions that I have for families as we spend this time uh, sheltering in place, you know, being confined, being restricted in our activities, but to spend the time that we have together and to have it be an open kind of environment where we can talk about whatever it is that we are thinking and feeling, where it's an okay space to be able to talk about the sadness about the fact that we can't go to the gym. Uh, or to be able to express the fears that we might have about what's happening in terms of our work situation or finances. These are all things that I think we have, many of us, if not most of us, have very valid reasons to be 
fearful of, to be anxious about, and being able to, to, to talk about those things while also being able to find a sense of hope and to be able to express uh, a sense of appreciation and gratitude for, for what we have. Uh, for the, the, the reality that for most of us, as bad as, as a situation might be, it can always be worse. And to be able to recognize that and to have a sense of hope about getting through this and to being able to find our resilience and to maintain it, that all of that needs to be things that we are open to experiencing and within the context of families uh, also be open to talking about. Uh, and not just with our families, but more broadly, with our support system, with our friends. You know, we're, we are sharing so much in this experience. And I think being able to connect with each other meaningfully about the challenge of the uh, challenges of the experiences and also being open and willing to see what are the good things that is, have happened as a result of this awful circumstance that we find ourselves in. But being able to see all of it, being open to seeing all of it, that is what a healthy grief process needs to involve. I got into this work um, largely as a result of losing my wife in my first marriage. Uh, my first wife, after we were married just a little over 13 years, uh, when she passed away after a year-long battle with cancer. And in the early part of my training and in the early part of my work uh, as a therapist, I did a lot of work with people who were going through grief. And I was struck by a number of things in that experience. And, and I think, by the way, that I, I had that as my focus initially because it was just work that I needed to do for myself to help me resolve my own grief over the loss of my wife. But I was struck by how common it was that one of the things that people struggled with after losing a loved one was giving themselves permission to feel happy, to feel joy, to take pleasure in things again, to enjoy things again. There was often this tremendous sense of ambivalence uh, or guilt or even shame that they were feeling better. There was an ambivalence about feeling better an ambivalence about feeling happy or a sense of enjoyment or even a looking forward to the future. Now, the loss of a loved one is different, obviously, from the loss of, of being able to go to the gym or the kinds of change in routine. But these are still losses. And I, and I bring this up because I think it's important that we allow ourselves to not only feel a sense of, of sadness about what we've lost, as it relates to these changes in our lives, but that we also allow ourselves to find pleasure and enjoyment, even though there are many around us who may be having a much more difficult time than we are. One of the things that's challenging about this current coronavirus situation is that we're having to do a couple of things simultaneously. There is the grieving that we're all already doing for the ways that our lives have been impacted, but there's also this anticipatory kind of grieving that we're doing about the future losses that may, in fact, impact us. We have no idea what this new normal is going to be. No idea whatsoever. And we certainly don't know 
but I imagine most of us have concerns about loved ones who might be more vulnerable because of age or underlying health conditions. So the concerns that we might have for loved ones or for ourselves and our own health conditions. So there's this tremendous amount of uncertainty, which adds to the anxiety and adds to the stress. My family has been experiencing this very poignantly. Within the last five weeks, we lost a beloved uncle and then his wife, our beloved aunt. And it has been an especially difficult time. Neither of them died as a result of the coronavirus, but the coronavirus had a huge impact on my cousins and their families not being able to see their parents. It's had a huge impact on the uncertainty that we have within the family about when we will be able to get together to celebrate their two extraordinary lives. And so that's been absolutely painful and so sad. And yet again, there have been these beautiful moments, things that likely would not have happened had we not found ourselves in this very unprecedented time. Because on Saturday, we had 11 separate groups of people from around the country come together on a Zoom conference call, a video call, to share our grief, to share our sadness, to support each other, and to tell heartwarming stories about cherished memories of my aunt and uncle. It was particularly poignant and powerful for me to be able to see my cousins and their family. They had just lost their parents and to be able to see them and for them to be willing to engage with us in that way was a gift, a gift that they were giving us that was so touching and heartwarming and powerful and helpful in my own grief processes. At this time, we have no idea when we're going to be able to get together in person to celebrate the lives of my aunt and uncle. But this was an incredibly intimate experience that we probably would not have done had we not been in this enforced separation. And I'm grateful for that. It's not a path that any of us would have chosen, of course, to lose these beloved family members in the space of five weeks, but to, in the face of that, be able to connect with each other on this video platform in such an intimate and loving way truly was a gift. So I wanted to share these thoughts in the hope that it would help you to think about and be willing to explore more fully the grief that you're having and that you're experiencing and that is important that you take a look at and process as we go through this. All right, folks, I want to thank you so much for joining me for this inaugural episode of the Journal of Uproarious Growth podcast. I hope that you will subscribe and I hope that you will spread the word. If you found this compelling, if you found this helpful, if you found this interesting, you might really enjoy my book, The Journal of Uproarious Growth, Volume 1, which is available on Amazon. I also have uh, original music that I've recorded, along with some funny videos on my YouTube channel, which is if you search for Pete Russos and or videos by Pete Russos, you'll make your way to my YouTube channel. 
Again, this is Pete Russos. Thank you so much for listening to the Journal of Uproarious Growth inaugural podcast. Be well, everyone. Okay, time to bring it home.